Welcome to the Crazy Ike Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Teddy. No matter where you are, thanks for making this part of your day. Thanks for taking a listen. Follow me on social media at Crazy Ike Fan on Instagram and on Twitter. Crazy Ike Fan Facebook page. What's up, Ike? Do this. Hope everyone is doing well. How can you not be... Work both league champion and cup winners. So today's going to be a season wrap-up. I'm going to talk about all the players and certain moments in the season. Um, going to talk a little bit about um, what's been in the news the past week. I'm going to continue the podcast over the summertime, but I'm going to take a little break, seeming as there's not going to be a lot of stuff to talk about over the next few weeks until the team, I think, has to report beginning of next month or the end of the end of June. Just uh, kick off the new season. Um, as far as going to training, the preseason training that's going to take place, the consensus in Greece is that they're going back to uh, Alkmaar, where they were last year in uh, in the Netherlands. Um, but I'll continue to talk about the team. If anything major happens, any major transfers or anything, I'll, I'll, I'll do like a quick podcast. I'm just going to take a little break for a little while. Anyway, I hope everyone's doing good. So I'm going to talk about the news and then talk about the season, talk about the players. So jam-packed show today. But at first, I would like to start off with, let's give a shout-out to Ike and other sports. Uh, currently watching the handball final. It's game five. Ike are playing at home. They're tied 16-16 with Olibacos. They did have a comfortable lead at one point. They were up by, I think, as many as six goals. Uh but Olympiacos has stormed back and it's coming, becoming quite the match. Uh, so the handball team, if hopefully if they can pull this off and take this victory, they would be crowned champions once again. Uh, dethroning Olympiacos, who were champions last year, and also keeping Olympiacos from winning the double in handball. The women's football team has advanced. If I'm not mistaken, it might be the first time in, in their history. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. But they're uh, they're champions of the second division in women's Greek football, and they're on their way to where they belong to, to the top flight of women's Greek football. The bowling team, yes, there is a Ike bowling team, are champions of Greece. Uh, futsal, like indoor soccer, for those of you that don't know what futsal is, uh, or small court soccer. I don't know how else you would say it, uh, how they say it here in America. Um, both the women's and the men's are in the final. The women's play later on today. I think the men's play tomorrow. Let's wish all these teams luck. And hopefully they bring more trophies to Ike. You know, being the fact that this is an Ike podcast, maybe I haven't followed the handball team as closely. I don't follow the sport as much, but I try to catch as much Ike as I can. I said from the beginning that this was going to be a football-centric show, but I was also going to cover other sports in both Ike and Greek sports. All right, so let's move on from that and talk about news that's in the football world of Ike. So, obviously, the big question this summer is Pineda. Of course, Pineda was on loan to Ike from Celta de Vigo. Uh, they're in a regulation, relegation battle at this time. And they really need to win against Barcelona in the Camp Nou, I think, uh, to keep themselves in the in the, in the La Liga. 
So depending on what happens there is really going to have an effect on what can happen with Pineda. It might be easier to, to, to get Pineda if to get Pineda on a, on a transfer if they fall into the second division. I would never wish that on any team. Um, maybe they might want to keep him if they stay up. He has expressed his feelings that he wants to be at Ike. He wants to be with Almeida. He wants to have a chance to play Champions League football next season with Ike. I think he, him and his family love it in Greece. So those are, you know, plus, 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 plus. But this could be something that's going to drag out all summer long. And as it did last year with him being able to sign Bineda on loan, uh, we could be in for a long summer as far as Pineda is concerned. Um, but we're, obviously, as, as Ike fans, we've seen his quality. We're willing to wait as long as it takes. Um, I'll talk about him as a player later. On uh, There were some David Luiz rumors. Uh, great player. He's, had, he's been back in Brazil lately. I think kind of aging. I think he would be good on Ike because we have so many matches this season. We have 10 guaranteed European matches. We're looking at um, at least add 10 matches on from last this past season uh, for if everything is to go good in every competition. Uh, at least 10, ma- 10 more matches <clears throat> going into the new season. So he would be somebody that could help. Experience in Europe matters. Uh but I don't think there's any validity to this. It might happen, but I think it's just one of those things that kick off the the summer transfer rumors. You know, you're going to hear all kinds of names as you do all over the football world this time of year. So, but it but it's out there, so I had to kind of address it. Um, Zavellas may be done with the club. It's not official yet, but he did uh, leave like a heartwarming Instagram post about thank you. Ike fans and teammates for the two wonderful years he spent here at Ike. Uh, He might be calling it quits for football period, which has been a big rumor. Um, You know, last year, I mean, he was very criticized. He didn't perform well on the pitch with his partner at the time, Mitoglu. Uh, But he's a great locker room guy, and that would be sorely missed for Ike if he... Uh, decides to just either call it quits or maybe wants to go to another club. Um, and then Amrabat, the same thing. Amrabat still dealing with that same family issue that he was last season that kind of caused him to rethink what he wanted to do with his career, if he wanted to play his last year at Ike, or if he wanted, uh, he really tried to force Ike's hand at the beginning of the offseason last year to trade him to a team in the Netherlands where his family lives. Still dealing with kind of the same family issue, but nothing official yet. We don't know if he's leaving. We don't know if he's staying. He has admitted that the team has put an offer out on the table for another for another season at least. Um, they're both very good locker room guys. They're both very hardworking guys. Uh, if I were to pick one, I would like, I'm about to stay, obviously. Uh, but let's see how that shakes out. Um, another thing... Milisanidi came out and had this like kind of lunch that he has been doing the past few seasons to talk about the season and talk about the upcoming season and thoughts for the off season and to announce some big things going on at Ike. He announced this um, 
Ike Sports City, which is kind of like a, a sports complex for Ike, close to Serafidio Stadium, where the team uh, does their training. Uh, Ike purchased more land. They're going to build a few more, um, few more football fields out there. Going to build a nice big hotel resort, which is going to be where it's going to be the, the uh, academy housing. If you guys have listened to the podcast back last summer when I first started this series and I talked about some of the frustrations with this club, one of my biggest frustrations was that we did not take advantage of our academy. There's a lot of teams out there, both in Greece and in Europe, that build off their academy. And in modern day football, I think in order to compete both domestically and in Europe, you need to have a good academy. So that was big, big news uh, to me, that was the biggest news besides the fact that this place is also going to be where the team stays. If the team is not staying there, if it's during the off season or off an, in a way weekend, it's going to be open to the public to where you could book um, a room there at the resort, which is really interesting. Um, it's a five-star resort, but it, 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 it puts Ike on another level. It puts Ike on the forefront of Greek football, you know, these are things that maybe we don't look at and we don't think of as fans as big deals, but these are big deals to players. This is the type of stuff that brings in big time players that come play for your club or big time academy recruits that will come and play in your academy and, be, and you can sign and grow inside your academy. Just fantastic, fantastic news. I think if I'm not mistaken, I read that it was going to be done by 2025 or maybe 2026. Um Big, big news at Ike, you know, especially, I can't stress this enough, for the growth of the academy. We've seen what Olibakos' academy has given them in the past. We've seen lately what Balk's academy has done for them, both for their under-20s, under-19s, uh, the players that they've been able to produce out of their academy, like Costandellas and that um, that other uh, 19-year-old, the forward, that got in for a few minutes at the cup final. Not just those two players, but... Um, Gosh, I'm trying to think about in the past, but you guys know what I'm saying. Like the past few years, they've been able to produce players out of their academy. And it's something that Ike needs to, we were a little behind, things are getting better, but this is going to take us to the top level of having a great academy, in, especially in Greek football. So wonderful, wonderful news there. Uh, like to address some other things. It seems that... Um, a player, I think he plays right back, Pilios from Pascananas at the sign with Ike. He, in January, had kind of come to terms with Olympiacos, but decided he doesn't want to go to Olympiacos. He wants to go to Ike. Now, that could just be kind of fan banter and reporter banter. I don't know how true that is. But, you know, if if we're starting to do this, it's just showing you the level that Ike is at right now, and we need to take advantage of that and the level that this Almeida Ike has brought us where everybody's going to want to play football here because the football is exciting, the stadium is exciting, state-of-the-art facilities, uh, just great. We signed him and his brother. His brother's going to be, uh, he's a little bit younger. He's going to go down to Ike Vita, a very promising talent to bring into to this Ike squad. Um Kurbelis, who was Panathinaikos' captain, came out and uh, said the other day something very surprising to a lot of people 
First off, he's he's done at Panathinaikos. There's rumors that he's going to go to Tramza Sport in Turkey. Uh, but he came out and said that this team just didn't have the depth. Panathinaikos didn't have the depth to last in this championship run that they were on. Uh, very big uh, news and just goes to show you what's going on behind the scenes at, at other clubs. You know, Panathinaikos... Even their owner came out and said that it was blaming this whole thing on Ike and Ike stole the championship from us. But, you know, your captain is is leaving. That, to me, I, it looks like something very huge. If your captain is willing to, to, to go to another club for a few thousand dollars. Uh, for me, if Corbelis, who's a, who's a Panathinaikos boy, if he truly believed in the project that Panathinaikos are putting together... And not to take away from Jovanovic, I think he's a great manager, as I've always said. But if you truly believe in that project, you don't leave now. It's very interesting that he's leaving at this at this point in time for Panathinaikos. Um, also, I'm sure most of you have already heard, Bakambu hasn't signed, re-signed with Olympiacos yet. He's looking at teams from outside of Europe, looking at teams from in Spain. And, you know, uh, there's, so there's been a lot of chatter that maybe... <laughs> Uh, Ike are set to sign him or that Ike are going after him. There hasn't been anything official and all the Ike reporters are keeping quiet about it and they're saying, you know, like he's not a player that Ike is interested in. Obviously, you're going to be interested in the top score of the Super League last year and to see what Bakambu has done last year. And we saw him, what he did, even playing against Ike, uh, seems to be have resurrected in, in the Greek Super League his career. Uh, you know, I mean, look, any talented player you want him, but Milisanidi also came out in this meeting and said that Levy Garcia was not for sale. Levy Garcia, Ike, um, rejected, I think, a 20 million euro offer from for him. So if you're willing to keep Garcia, I mean, those are two stud forwards. Yes, you can use them this year because you're going to have so many matches, but... There's also talks about he's not the style of player that Almeida wants. Um, but it would be very interesting. It, it's been a long, long time, if you're an Ike fan and as old as I am, where you can remember rumors like this swirling around. Rumors used to swirl around the other way. that, And oftentimes, unfortunately, it would happen, especially when Ike had weak, uh, was in financial strains or when... We had weak ownership and management where players would leave Ike and go to Libacos or but this has been like a long time. And I mean a player that's in his prime. I'm not talking about players like Badeli Cafe that came over from Olibiacos or um with no disrespect and other players that were there at the tail end of their careers that Olibiacos cut loose and then they came to Ike. But it's probably been since the Bajovic era era where we've heard this about players that wanting to leave Olympiacos and come to Ike. Um, so very interesting stuff going on. I don't think there's anything to that, but only time will tell. There's supposedly today, when I'm recording this podcast, it's Wednesday, uh, out of Olympiacos' camp. It's come that Bakambu's set to make a decision tomorrow, so we shall see tomorrow what happens. Um, just keep an ear out for that. As I said, Garcia, Milisanidi said he's not for sale. And one very other interesting thing that Milisanidi said, you know, it's been rumored that I have Apple and this and that and blah, 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 all this chatter from other fans. Uh, 
and that Milisanidi and the Minister of Sport, Mr. Baltakos, are very close and, you know, they're buddy-buddy and Ike has Epo and this and that. Well, well, for Ike having Epo, Milisanidi doesn't really care about having Epo because he came out and said that Baltakos was one of the worst ministers of sport he had ever seen being involved in, in Greek football. So that was... Uh, very, very interesting uh, comments by Milisanidi that kind of shuts down all these rumors a little bit of him and Baltakos being close and being closely involved. So let's move on, guys. I'm going to go through some of the players. I might have forgotten some players, so I apologize. And I didn't mention all the players that played on this pitch. I didn't mention players like Radonia, Kosidis, players from Mike Vita, or my beloved player, Franson, um, simply because they didn't have, not to say that they didn't have an impact on the club, they didn't have a long enough impact to where you could say something about them, you know, not, I shouldn't say in a negative light, but didn't have an effect. And for the sake of time, I didn't want to go through all these players. So <clears throat> I'm going to start with the goalkeepers, Stangovic and Anathasiades. For me, from what I saw in the cup final, I liked the what I saw out of Stankovic. There's rumors that he might be leaving. Um, he's been done when called upon. I think he should be. He should have been the MVP of, of the cup final. I think when he had to make great saves, he made great saves. He kept his composure, uh, showed his professionalism, his veteran leadership, I think he has a higher ceiling than Anathasiades for me personally. And from what I've seen, I like him better as a goalkeeper. But it's not apparently what Almeida is seeing in training. And that's why Anathasiades has been the number one keeper for Ike for the entire season. Another thing to keep an eye on is will Stankovic be willing to sit behind Anathasiades for another season or will he demand to want to get a transfer that way he can go somewhere and play and be the number one keeper? Because he can be the number one keeper somewhere else. Um, Anathasiades showed great improvement this year. He wasn't perfect, but he also wasn't as horrible as some people make him out to be. Uh, but definitely, I think I could use one more top-notch goalkeeper close to their caliber Definitely, if if Stankovic decides to leave with the young youngster uh, Mikhailidis, I think his name is that played for Agvita, he's shown some some bright spots and he's got some talent. Maybe he can make a move up. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens there at goalkeeper as the summer rolls on. Next, talk about center backs. Mukudi stud, just amazing all season. There were a lot of question marks with him coming in, you know, after the, se the horrible season he had with San Etienne, with them getting relegated, and then just pretty much being a nothing but a, but a wide-open machine where anybody could score on. Um, but solid, solid first season. He seems to be just emotionally and psychologically, which you worry about someone coming off such a horrible season at Saint Etienne and I and I talked about this in the podcast when this transfer was made that was the only part of me that was concerned about him because you know you, I mean case in point look at Zavellas and Mitoglu 
the improvement from last year when you have a good team around you, when you have a team that's not players in front of you that you can trust, where you're not going to be concerned all the time about leaking goals. And not only that, but this kid's offensive capabilities. I mean, he scored one of the biggest goals in in Ike's history. Uh, that first goal that was very, very key to us winning the cup and getting the double after so many years, just a, a complete stud. He does have some things I feel like he can improve on, but, you know, he's going to get a full offseason with Ike and full offseason training with Almeida and his crew. Vida, awesome leadership, great, um, great locker room guy from what I hear. Just his veteran presence was very key towards the end of the season. I know, like, he had a period of this season right after the World Cup where he kind of seemed out of form, but was really, really key towards the end of the season, the way he commanded that defense, the way he blocked that uh, that shot in the Adis match. I mean, that was essentially basically a, a title a title-winning tackle in that match. Um, Zavellas, again, great locker room guy, great teammates. His teammates seem to really take to him, really love having him around. He did perform well when he was called on this season, much improved from last year. Mitoglu, same thing, better season all around. I think the, the sky's the limits for this kid. I know he's going to get a lot more opportunities next season to really show what he can do. I think he's one of the top center backs in Greece right now. His confidence probably grew this year. Getting to play behind and practice and train with uh, Mukudi and Vida has probably given him a ton of confidence and a ton of experience. Cannot wait to see what's in store for this kid. So let's move on to the midfielders. And like I said, guys, I might have forgotten players here, so I apologize. Johnson and Simanski, really, I grouped them together because we saw them play together so many times. We wondered why Almeida played with two defensive midfielders. Their, their games were very similar. They had a tough time playing with each other to become more creative. Uh, Simanski, for lack of a better word, the guy is just a beast. He's a defensive midfield beast that can just help you take control of the midfield when need be. He can track back to help the defenders, the center backs when need be. He can uh, just, he's Ike's kind of muscle, I think, um, watching him again this season, where Jonsson can do that, but Jonsson also has very good passing capabilities, very good uh, being able to hold the ball a little more when need be. Um, too similar, but at the same time, different types of uh, defensive midfielders. But both, hats off to both. I mean, and they're both very happy where they're at right now. And team psychology, guys, it cannot be understated. It's a big thing when a team's mentality is in a good place, is in a good space. You know, Jonsson came out and made comments of coming to Ike was one of the best decisions of his career. Simonski looks totally happy where we wanted to chase him out of town a year ago. Uh, Bineda... What can you say about Pineda? Best player on, on the team overall. Best player possibly in the league. Someone that we definitely need to keep an eye on. Definitely someone that hopefully we can get on a transfer, whether it's on another loan with an option to buy. 
would just be a tremendous loss to this team. It wouldn't be over. I don't think he's he's a very vital part of this team that Almeida has Almeida has built. But um, and his loss would be tragic if we weren't able to get him on transfers. He was was to go somewhere else. Or Celta was able to keep him around. Um, but overall, he just had a tremendously great season. Everyone fell in love with him. I said it from the from the day we got him. I watched him in Liga Mexa when he played here in uh, in North America. I said, "Watch out for this guy. You're going to see him do some amazing things." And at the end of the day, I said, "You're going to see Pineda do Pineda things," and that's exactly what happened. All of all of Ike. All of Ike's fan base, the ownership, everyone has fallen in love with this guy. He's fallen in love with the club, I think. Um, so we'll have to see what happens with him. Galanopoulos, glad to see him get some playing time. Glad to see him um, back out on the pitch. I hope and pray that this kid stays healthy. He has, for me, such a tremendous upside. And hopefully... Next year, he'll come back stronger. He he and Almeida even said it themselves. Like, this year was just to get him strong enough to play. And I'm glad that this Ike management now sees that and kind of held back a little bit as far as, like, using him and playing him more. That way, he wouldn't have a re-injury so fast. Because I think if this kid gets another bad injury, unfortunately, I feel like it, it could be career-ending for him. Um, so, hopefully... You know, this is this is the one bright spot of Ike's academy. Uh, he he came from Ike, from the Splachnisti cycle, Boslemme, from the depths of of Ike's academy. So, we being the fact that he's Greek, we we want we wish this kid the best, and we want him to do well going forward. Mandalos had a great season, did great when he was called upon. It was. Good to see him get back to good form. It was good to see him get in the good spirits again with the fans. That goal that he scored in the Karaskaki to essentially end Olibekos' season was tremendous. One of the best Ike goals I've ever seen. Uh, just overall happy for this guy, for everything that he went through last year when he had to hear about his, um, you know, he wanted to turn in his armband. He went and asked Melisanidi for a transfer that he couldn't be here anymore for this to do a completely 360. And I'm so glad this guy was able to stick around and able to to be part of this double winning team. If any player deserves it, it's him. Hats off. Uh, and you'll see him play even better, I think, next year. And he'll get more time next year as this, as this roster uh, needs to get even deeper to deal with with the uh, with the European football that's coming next year at Ike. <clears throat> next we move to defenders. And like I said, guys, again, I have to reiterate this. If I forgot any players, I do apologize. Um next we'll go to the backs. And I know I kind of did this backwards and I didn't even realize that. Um Rota, great season, great confidence builder this year. He started most of the games at right back. Uh Two things that he really needs to work on, though. Well, hold on. First, he did well. He teamed up very well with Amrabat. Uh, but two aspects of his game that he needs to work on, I think, over the offseason and get better at. First and foremost, his finishing. We know his finishing at times has been atrocious. 
it just needs to get a little bit better. Like when you have certain opportunities to be able to put the ball in the back of the net, he needs to be able to take advantage of that and uh, needs to sharpen his skills there. And also his pitch awareness. We've seen him time over the past two seasons where he's played great, but he makes kind of his weak, say here in America, boneheaded type plays like he did in the cup final. There was no need for you to, to put your arms out like that and to drag the player down and to leave your team uh, with 10 men from the fifth, from the sixth minute onward. You could have easily went shoulder to shoulder with him and caught up with him. Um, certain stuff like that, I think it just takes experience and hopefully he can work on these two two parts of his game. And I think he improves like that and he'll be a, he'll be a star again at this <clears throat> for this team. We'll go to the other right back, C.D. Bay. Um, really, it was hard for C.D. Bay because he joined the team so late. I think he joined us on the last day of the last year's summer transfer. Big signing for Ike, you know, former World Cup winner. He had had a few downtrodding seasons where he didn't perform as well at the clubs where he was at. Um, so surprisingly that Ike was able to get him. So hopefully, being the fact that he's going to get a full offseason with, um, with Almeida and his crew can build on the success that he had this season. You know, he had, a, he had an injury that caused him to go back out, but we did see moments of, of brilliance this season from him. You know, we discovered that he has a freak. He's a good free kick taker, uh, has tremendous upside as far as what he can do on the pitch and what he can offer you both offensively and defensively from a Nike standpoint. So let's, um, <clears throat> you know, let's hope he just keeps improving. And I truly believe getting this summer with um, the summer training session in with the entire squad is going gonna, is gonna to help build his confidence up and, and, and really help some of these players that came in so late last year on the transfer market. Haji Safi, what can you say? I would... And some people have called him an MVP this season. I would not take that away from him. Tremendous, tremendous player. The fact that even though he's not that old, he's 33 going on 34, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, just a tremendous professional. Uh, did whatever he had to do when he was called upon. When Muhammadi went out on injury, in the World Cup, he was the only one we had to re to rely on, and he he did it so well. He played so well the second half of the season, and he is one of the MVPs of the of this season, and that's why he was able to get a contract extension with Ike. So just just a phenomenal season by him. Mohamadi better than last year, a lot better at times. Early on in the season, we were able to see him. Unfortunately, you know, him suffering that injury in the World Cup kind of took him out of place. Um, so hopefully next season will be even better. But I really did like the things I saw from Muhammadi playing as a left back this year. Uh, the way he was able to, you know, he's not a defensive liability, but he's got so much more speed. And I think he can offer so much more as far as uh, moving up the pitch and helping on the offensive end of of um of Ike's attack is to play more of a modern day left back position uh not to say that Hajisefi was terrible at that but i just think he has a little bit more 
offensive attributes than Haji Safi does. <clears throat> uh, let's see, backs, anyone else? No. All right, so attackers. First attacker I have here on my list, Gatsinovic. Eight out of ten on the season. I think he played great most of the season. He had a hard time to coming back out of injury. Had a rough kind of end of March to end of April. Had a rough month there where people were kind of criticizing him a little bit that he wasn't playing up to par. Obviously, when you when you have an injury and coming back from injury, it's it, you know it, it takes a while before you get you can find your form, but definitely big ups towards the last few games of the season and especially he played re-watching the cup final as I did this week phenomenal game by him just there are no words you can say he played one of his best games in a Nike uniform without scoring in that match um, I think sometimes he can be kind of streaky like if he's scoring sometimes he looks too much to score and if that doesn't go his way uh Mentally, maybe he gets a little frustrated too easily sometimes with that. Um, but again, we have to see him fully fit. And very excited to see going forward what this what this uh, Ike attack is going to be able to do with him. Um, Steven Zuber, he's my MVP of the second half of the season when he was able to get himself healthy. He missed the World Cup. There was this uh, scene at the end of the Cup match that... Um, Somebody in the Greek media, I forget who, maybe it was Kostas Ketizolo, had made a comment on when you see him just sitting there and you could tell he's like reflecting on everything. I mean, the thing these players have been through the past 12 months from hearing everything, you know, being booed on the last game of the season last year against Olympiakos, from that to having the highest contract in Ike history and not performing to par, um to making the sacrifice to miss the World Cup in order to have surgery and get yourself fully fit for your club team. I'll never, I'll say this, hats off. I don't care what he does for the rest of his career. Just that sacrifice that he made for the club that not a lot of people would make, hats off to him and to be able to come back stronger. And I think the second half of the season, we saw the Zuber that, we, we've been waiting to see for a very long time now. Uh, has scored vital, vital goals this season for Ike. Is finding his form. Um, I think Araujo, who I'm going to talk about next, his job might be a little bit in jeopardy. Playing behind the center forward in, in the system that Almeida likes to play because Zuber did it so well after uh, Araujo's injury. Um, just hats off to him, man. Much improved. And like I said, scored very, very important goals for Ike. Araujo played in a different position than what we're used to. But as a player, he did a phenomenal job at what he was called to do upon. Obviously, he he honored the Ike badge as much as any captain could ever honor him. Honor the badge. Uh, there's opposing teams, opposing rival teams that give him standing ovations because they they really love his character and the type of footballer that he is. There's not a lot that you could say. I wish that this he didn't get injured because I really would have loved to have seen him on the pitch. But he was such a big part. And Epidelos, when we first signed him, you know, on um, 
on a on a permanent basis. Epitelos. I remember people at the airport were chanting, Canerto di Kefalo Tablujo, Araujo, Araujo. It comes true. He did help us get the double, the first double in 45 years. Gosh, it still seems unreal to say that. Um, going to Amrabat. Amrabat, great player. Again, great locker room presence. Uh, frustrating at times. We don't have to get into all that. You guys know how much he held the ball. But you could tell this guy every time he went out on the pitch, sometimes a little too hard, played with a little too much heart, but he gave it his all. And that, you know, as a, as a fan in any sport, that's the one thing that you ask for. It's not your scoring ability. It's, of course, you want players to perform well. But when you see players that are doing their best and giving it all for, their, for, the, for the club, uh, wow, just phenomenal. And, and credit to Almeida, who I don't know what he said to him that was able to motivate him and get him to stay because when all this stuff was going on with his family and regardless whether he was going to stay or not, I really didn't think he was going to stay, especially after the terrible season that I had last year. And people that play with a sense of pride in themselves, they don't want to be losers. They don't want to lose. Um, and especially a player being at the end of his career, he didn't want to stick around for another season like that where he was getting booed and and uh, the locker room was a total mess and the team was a total mess, the organization as itself. Um, so, again, we don't know whether we're going to resign him or not. We don't know yet if that's going to happen. We should know in the in the next coming days. You know, I'm sure he'll let the club know before uh, the players are to meet again to go off to the preseason training in, in the Netherlands. So let's move on to Eliasson, a fabulous player, especially at the beginning of the season. I mean, from the time that he was able to get onto the pitch, I was like, damn, we finally got a winger. The way he was able to cross the ball, his speed, uh, his uh, on-the-ball capabilities were just phenomenal. Of course, he fell off a little bit too after his injury, but you know that that's that's to be expected. Um, I expect to see a, a different Elias on next year, much like we saw in the beginning of the season. I think he's going to be great. And again, Eliasson was one of those players that came in on a late transfer, late in the transfer window last year. I think he might have even been a free transfer after the the transfer window was closed. Um, so he didn't get the preseason training with the rest of the with the rest of the club. I think that's really going to help him um, to be a better player next year and to really uh, I don't know. Sky's the limit for this guy. I'm very excited to see what he can do. Uh, sorry, guys. Little side note here. It looks like Ike. They're five goals ahead with less than less than three minutes left in this handball match. It looks like the handball team's going to get the Portafima this year. Hats off to them. Bravo, Stinaikada, against the scrappy, good Olympiacos team. Um, all right, so let's move on back to our discussion on footballers. Um, I said Lioson Van Witt. Didn't see much of him this year. Uh, expected to see more, being the fact that he was the top scorer in the, in the Super League. And... Uh, don't know exactly where this is headed. Maybe with him getting, again, getting a full preseason in with Almeida. Maybe Almeida will change his mind. 
but did what he needed to do. He scored some big goals for Ike this year, especially in the game against Addis. Uh, big goals. He doesn't seem to be disappointed to be the number two guy or to be sitting on the bench, but I think he's too talented. If Ike are looking to... If I could do bring another forward in, like let's say, you know, the rumors Ponce, who's the next Ike player, who Ike would be getting on a free transfer, actually, and then uh, either that or if the Bakambu rumor has some validity and that comes true, that Ike gets Bakambu, Bakambu. Uh, maybe Van Wirt is on his way out. There's even rumors that Van Wirt might go to Arias to be traded to Arias for... Um, Oh, I forget what Palmas is that the player's name, but who knows? Who knows? Um, now his teammate, both at Ike and at uh, Volos, is next. The phenomenal Paulo Fernandez. Uh, gosh, the goal in the Cup final, the last goal, two nil. I cannot stop watching that goal anywhere across the media where I run into it. I have to stop and watch that goal and just a phenomenal, phenomenal play, phenomenal player. Again, I think with him getting a full preseason in, it's going to be very big for Ike. Uh, he's going to be very key, especially if I'm about leaves playing on that right side. He can play winger. And I like the fact that Almeida has all these attackers that can play in all these kinds of different positions. Uh, definitely he's one to watch out for. We've seen him do some great things this season, the little bit that he's been able to get on the pitch. But I think um, he definitely has a tremendous upside. Again, and also, like I didn't know about this, but he's, one thing to keep in mind, he's an ex-Man uh, City guy. He was in the Man City's academy for a while. Of course, he fell off before he got to the first team, but that's some. this guy's got a lot of football talent. I mean, that's without question. All right, so then we get to Levy Garcia. Last but not least, new position for him. Played it as well as he could. I think he's still learning the position. I think that's one of the reasons why Ike is not selling him yet because this guy wants European football. He wants to sharpen his skills as a striker with Almeida. I think him and Almeida and Ike as a whole believe that he can get better as a striker. Obviously, we want his finishing to get better, but his price tag can just keep going up and up and up. Now, there is the flip side of this that says, okay, what if that doesn't happen? What if he continues to not perform as well as we want him to on striker, especially his finishing? Uh, could his stock go down? That is a possibility, but I think both the club and he himself has great belief and great confidence that he's just going to be growing as a, as a footballer and as a striker and sky's the limit. I mean, we did see good things from him. I know sometimes it was very hard when Ike would create so many chances and a lot of the chances wouldn't go in back of the net. And we felt like if we had somebody like a, like a Bacambu or like a Ponce or like Araujo was, you know, back in his prime when he was playing striker, they could just put the ball in the back of the net. And as Goldziz, the thing could have been better for Ike, but you never know that. But this is the style of player that Almeida wants. This is what this is what works. This is what got us the double, you know. And uh, he played 
phenomenal. And he heard a lot too throughout the season and throughout the past few years. And even from myself, I reiterate this. I feel like every time this comes up, I have to apologize to him that, you know, I said a lot of bad things about Levy Garcia at one point, especially after that first uh, game against Volos that I lost their, their last home game outside of Nea Philadelphia that we lost in the Rizupoli. Um, but I think he should be getting better. Guys, let me not keep you any longer. Like I said, podcast will be back later on this summer. I'll take a little bit of a break. But if things, you know, certain things come up, I might put out a little episode. I'm also going to be working on some other things, hopefully bringing on some guests, maybe a co-host um, over the summer to help improve the podcast. Again, guys, if you can, anywhere you can, give me a rating or give this podcast a rating. Thank you so much for making this such a big podcast. <clears throat> big barev i see this let's keep growing the numbers keep growing thanks so much thanks so much for an incredible season i cannot believe i'm saying this if i were, could go back and tell myself that at the end of this podcast uh not the end of the podcast but at the end of this season doing this podcast that we would be dabluhi i don't know if i'd believe it i don't know if i still believe it um but to all you out there, have a great summer. Uh, like I said, I'll be back. But um, time to take a little bit of a break. And uh, stay safe out there. Enjoy the warmer re- weather that's coming. Enjoy a lava if you get a chance to go or if you're there.